0: Jazz, and I'm back with another episode of And All That Jazz Podcast. So um, this one's going to be a short one because this is a week that I typically don't have uh, podcast episodes drop. I typically drop them every other week, and I dropped one last week, but I wanted to um, drop one this week because this week is, it's a big week. So I'm actually recording this on Monday, which is uh, the day we honor Martin Luther King Jr. here in the United States. And I wanted to touch a bit on that, um, touch a bit on uh, some of his quotes that are often not quoted uh, by so many people. And um, I also wanted to share a few things that I've recently watched and or discovered online as far as like. TikTok goes, because I've gone down the rabbit hole, and (laughs) I'm now a person who can get lost for an hour on TikTok, but there's a reason why I have been recently doing that, so let's get this episode started. So like I said, um, this episode is being recorded on MLK Jr. Day here um, in the US, and it's not his birthday Uh, his birthday was actually Friday, but it's the day we, we honor his life and, um, honor his work often in a way of, um, service projects or just reflection, um, each year. So it's the third Monday in January that's recognized as MLK day. And, um, I have seen so many quotes and, um, videos and just, Images of him shared on uh, TV, on, uh, like, I've seen channels running Selma and running other MLK movies and projects. Um, I've also seen so many clips of his speeches online. Uh, People have been sharing it on social media all day. And oftentimes, and I'm not saying that these weren't great speeches and that he didn't say great things in these speeches but oftentimes we, um, or oftentimes I see his, I have a dream speech shared, which was a great speech. Don't get me wrong. Great speech. Um, or I'll see his speeches or quotes about, um, unity being shared and, um, uh, darkness can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. Or his, um, I choose to love and all that good stuff like that, which is great. These are awesome things. These are I'm not saying that these are things that we should not be doing because they are, but I'm seeing those kind of quotes and, um, the, those clips shared by people who probably would have hated M O Jr. When he was alive. Like, let's be honest. This man was not admired during the time that he was on this earth. Like, especially the latter part of his, like his last few years, he was not admired. He was on the FBI's most wanted list. He was assassinated. Like this wasn't like. Oh, he died in a sleep. No, he was assassinated. Um, he was, he went against the grain a lot and he was not admired during his time on earth. And seeing uh, like the NFL and seeing bloggers and or just influencers who I know haven't done a damn thing against racial or, um, any kind of injustice, honestly, whether it be LGBTQIA or anything like that, any kind other than posting the black square (laughs) last spring. Um, and when I see people doing fake stuff like that and seeing, um, conservative officials, uh, twisting Martin's words, that really grinds my gears. Like at that point, just don't say anything. Like I would much rather people not say anything than to twist his words if that makes sense so I don't want to be a gatekeeper I don't want to make it sound like I'm a gatekeeper uh because I'm not like I'm not I'm not his children I'm not one of his children um his children are still around and they I feel like they get the final say so on a lot of stuff but um don't don't twist his words uh and what was weird was like when I was brought when I was like going through school Dr. King was, like, touted as, like, the antithesis of Malcolm X. Um, They said that MLK Jr. was docile and nonviolent, but I don't think that they were that different. Like, they both called for change, and for some reason, the general public just always assumed that Dr. King was the sit-and-wait type, and, like, he wanted everything to fall in his lap. But according to his letter from the Birmingham jail, it was the exact opposite. In fact, one of my favorite quotes of his was written during that time. And I don't know if he was ahead of his time or if we just haven't moved forward that much as a society, but this quote still rings true today, especially with folks constantly calling for unity and not wanting to rock the boat or disrupt their privileges while injustices and treasons prevail. So now we ruffle ruffling feathers and I'm going to share that quote with y'all. So the quote goes I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's greatest stumbling block in the stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. And y'all, I mean, that is a mic drop moment because it's the truth. Like, I cannot tell you how many people, um, I've had to explain performative allyship to like, don't just tell me, don't just say, Oh, black lives matter or, um, and not put action behind your words, whether you are volunteering, whether you're marching, whether you're donating, what whatever, that's an action. Like your allyship needs to be actionable or just don't say anything at all. Like period. Don't d- don't fake, don't be fake with it. Either put some action behind your words or don't say anything at all. And oftentimes you see people who are doing it for clout or they're doing it because it's popular. And once it's not popular anymore, they don't care anymore, which is what happened last summer. So, um, after George Floyd was murdered, there was a huge shift in people talking about social injustice and black lives matter and all that stuff like that. And it was a wave. So, uh, corporations were getting on it. You saw a lot of D stuff coming out, uh, as far as like companies go, a lot of, uh, influencers, um, d- did the black square and they did the blackout, but didn't know what they were doing a blackout for. And since then it's died down. It's not as popular anymore. Um, but that's not something that I can just go in and out of. Like I was born black. I'm going to die black and I'm going to scream black lives matter for the rest of my black life because they do another one of his quotes that I love is an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere which is true like we can't we can't be free until we're all free no one's free until we're all free and I've recently discovered like today he also said something about um he spoke out against health injustice like as far as um medical like medical practice and medical care goes he said of all the forms of inequality injustice in health is the most shocking and inhumane which is true like that's something that we don't often I I definitely thought this was more more modern more recent Um, and then I have to remember that the civil rights era was not that long ago. Like my parents were born in 64. Um, the civil rights era was happening then. So we often see images of that time period in black and white, and it's done that way to make us feel like it was so long ago, but it wasn't like MLK would have been 91 this year, which means that he, it's younger than Betty White. Like, Um, him and Anne Frank were born the same year. Like the Holocaust and the civil rights movement was not that long ago. So I we just have to do better. We have to do better as a people, we have to do better as a society, we have to keep pushing forward. Um we do. We do. So I mentioned uh Malcolm X earlier in this episode, and I'm actually wearing a Malcolm X t shirt from Target's uh Black History Month they dropped their um their collection the Black History Month collection a few weeks ago I think two weeks ago and I scooped up one of the uh Malcolm X long sleeve t-shirts and I love it it's really cute and comfy and comfortable um and I love the quote that's on here actually I might take a picture of this or share a picture of this on my Instagram and Facebook page I will plan that out anyway um I watched One Night in Miami on Friday when it dropped. I watched it when I got home because I didn't want to watch it. I started it at work and I got to the scene <laughs> where uh, Aldous Hodge's character, Jim Brown, went to go see one of his neighbors back in Georgia. And I mean, it was an older white man and I guess he was a family friend and um, they were kicking it because Jim Brown had just broken a record in the NFL and um, Jeff Bridges' granddaughter came, his, his character's granddaughter came out and said something about them needing to fix some furniture or whatever like that. And, um, Jim Brown volunteered to help him. He was like, oh, you're older. Let me help you. And, uh, Jeff Bridges' character was like, no, you know, we don't allow niggers in the house. And after that line dropped, I had to pause it and turn it off at work because I knew, at that moment, this movie was going to get, (laughs) was not one that I needed to watch at work. Um, Language, (laughs) and then also uh, the emotions that I knew it was going to elicit from me. So I know that that was how um, people spoke at that time. That's how people still talk now. But um, I knew that it was going to, it was gonna make me cry. And I wasn't ready to cry at work. So I waited till I got home and I watched it. And that movie was powerful. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Um, Give the entire cast, that entire team, their flowers now. Regina King did a phenomenal job directing that project. Um, The guys, the... (sighs) I... So I recognized the guy who played Malcolm X. I knew Leslie Odom Jr. Because he's Leslie Odom Jr., Um, and of course I knew Aldous Hodge, um, I didn't recognize the guy who played Muhammad Ali, but that's okay because he still did a great job. In fact, all those guys did such a great job humanizing these greats. Like I didn't know until I watched it that the four of them were actually friends in real life and, um, collaborated together on different things. And like that night in Miami actually happened. Now we don't know the what would all happen then because that's based off of um the telling from i think muhammad ali's uh, autobiography and then another one of their biographies um and then it was turned into a stage play and then it was turned into this movie so we don't know the exact specifics of everything there are some things that we do know the specifics of but it was such a good movie like it showed you It showed the human side of these guys. Like when we think of, at least for me, when I think of greats like Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. um, And I mean, I I didn't know who Jim Brown was. I I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know who he was before this movie. So I had to like research (laughs) him after I watched it. But um, when I think of them, I think of them as like larger than life beings. And this two hour, almost two hour film humanized these guys. And al- it allowed us to see them that they, were, I mean, they were just regular. They were just four guys who happened to do phenomenal things, uh, for themselves and for their community. And I highly, highly, highly recommend watching that. Um, I also watched this documentary on Netflix actually watched it while I did my hair today, Uh, for some reason, I typically do my hair on MLK day, whether I get it braided or whatever, or I wash it or whatever like that. That's been my tradition of late. I get my hair done on MLK day or I do it myself. So I was doing my hair today (laughs) and I watched this, uh, documentary on Netflix called crack and it broke down the crack epidemic. Like it broke down, um, how it was brought to the U S uh, it broke down the legislation that became the, like that came about because of it. Um, it broke down like its rise and its fall and how it's affected um, the black community and how it hasn't affected other communities, even though those communities made up two thirds of its users. So um, it talked about the prison population and how that like increased by 700% um, and like due to crack um, or just like the, the, the cracking down of, of crack. Um, that was really good. It was eye-opening. I also watched Outside the Wire on Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the previews for this on any of their social plat or their, yeah, their social platforms, but Netflix is dropping a movie a week, like one movie each week, or one, like, big movie each week, and I'm looking forward to that. So, last week's was Outside the Wire, and it dropped on Friday with Anthony Mackie and... Samson Idris, I think that's his name, he's the guy from Snowfall, so, uh, they play soldiers, (laughs) I don't want to give too much away, but they play soldiers, and that movie was good, like, that movie was, that movie was good, so if you like action movies like that, if you like military movies like that, highly recommend watching that on Netflix, um, and then I mentioned TikTok earlier, so, (laughs) I was late to TikTok. Like, I feel like I downloaded it last, the, towards, towards the beginning of last fall, like er, end of the summer towards the beginning of last fall. And I feel like I did it just so I would have an account just in case they took it off (laughs) the app stores. Like there was the, come. this is when Trump was talking about banning TikTok and all that stuff like that, which didn't happen. Um, in fact, he got banned from TikTok before TikTok got banned or whatever. So, um, but I, I wasn't using it for much time. Like I wasn't really doing anything on there. Um, I will watch a few videos every now and then, but didn't really use the app. Um, well that changed. <laughs> so now I try not to spend as much time on there because it is a time suck. Like it is very easy for you to get lost and spend an hour on there in fact they have um I want to say like every hour they uh there's a um, a clip that comes up that says hey you've been scrolling on here for a while go take a walk go eat something go drink some water (laughs) so I think that's great that they are encouraging people to not sit and scroll on TikTok all day um and I haven't really made I think I've made two I haven't posted anything to my TikTok. I've shared two of them on Instagram, but I haven't posted anything to my TikTok. I mainly use it to comment and watch other people's. But um, I, let me tell you something. These kids are creative. TikTok created a, or like the users on TikTok, let me say that. They created a whole musical for based off of the Disney movie Ratatouille. And they did it to help fund uh Broadway members and staff who haven't worked during this pandemic so I think that was great they wrote the music they did the um the choreography they had scenes done and I mean all that great well well (laughs) they're doing it for Bridgerton and I have gone down the rabbit hole this girl named Abigail Barlow um started she did this one song called I burn for you which took which is supposed to take place like during the honeymoon so before um Daphne and Simon like consummate their marriage <laughs> um and then she did a song during the uh, for the one of the balls called Oceans Away then she did another song for Penelope Featherington. And then she did another song for, um, oh girl, the, the Bridgerton girl who, um, the one who's kind of like Tomboy, um, the one who found out who Mrs. Whistledown is. Listen, I need, I need this, I need this show to get made. Like I need this Broadway show to get made. Abigail and Emily, who is her partner, like, as far as, like, writing and composing and doing all that, they are beyond talented. I have woken up in the middle of the night singing I Burn For You, um, both parts by myself, because one part is for Daphne, the other part's for Simon, and I try to sing both parts by myself. Um, I, I need this to get made. So, they have already been on BBC, in fact, I think they did a photo shoot today for BBC. They've been on the radio over there. Um I, it's all over my for you page on TikTok because I keep liking and favoriting um <laughs> these videos. I need I need I need I need I need the show to get made. Um she said she's doing it now as a concept album, which is fine cuz I will listen to a concept album because these songs are so so good, so good, and I cannot wait to see who gets cast. For the show and I cannot wait to hear like the finished products of everything because to see, um especially like I burn for you to see that song grow from just her sitting there with a few like chords to being a fully produced like mixed and mastered song is oh, so good so good y'all uh and speaking of like content being created on these platforms Dreamgirls is gonna be on Clubhouse <laughs> next month so um if you're not on Clubhouse I tell people all the time, Clubhouse is what you make of it. There are scammers on there, of course. There are people on there who um, are trying to quote unquote teach you how to scale your business who who haven't scaled theirs. Um, There are people who sit on there and talk all day. Like they don't have anything else to do. Uh, There are moan rooms. Uh, There's a lot of stuff on Clubhouse, but there's also a lot of great networking opportunities on there and just like entertainment opportunities. And one of them is uh, when they like redo these Broadway show so they did Lion King last month and next month they're doing Dream Girls and I'm looking forward to hearing that I guess not seeing it but like hearing that so yeah I said I was going to keep this episode short so I'm going to try and keep it short (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week Uh, I hope you check out some of the stuff that I recommended for you and um remember that you can celebrate and honor Dr. King's life and his work for more than just the the day so um do your do yourself do your community do society a favor and try and honor his life and honor his work every day bye y'all